Of Let's Get Creative Heart to Heart podcast, and I'm your host Yen Chong. And today we have Sloth Creatives. Silva is the founder of Sloth Creatives. That he invites all his clients and couples to be very unique, very absurd in the effortless way. They are really looking for the candidness and the wild excitement for the people and cherished moments at the sweet chaos of your celebrations. Uh, of course, it started as a wedding brand. But they also talk, uh, take into account of corporate brandings and uh, definitely super creative from digital to film. So as a filmmaker, he literally used the word film in his film, and he creates amazing work uh, since he ever started six years ago. But he talks about a poison, a poison that he had before making his business very unique, as. He say he actually mentioned one of the most important things that you should avoid when scaling your business. Of course, he also talk about that one golden rule as business owners and creative should take note of in order to soar their business to the next level: secret recipes to create a relationship with your clients and all your couples that make the process and the execution much smoother and very outstanding. Lots more on today's episode. Here we go. Thank you, thank you, Selva, for coming all the way. Hi. Thanks, thank you, Yang Chong. Actually, where do you stay? I'm okay. Oh, okay, not too bad. Yeah, not, not too bad. bad. Not too bad. Uh, today's lead is Sloth Creative. Thank you. <laughs> I I get to know you technically. When uh, as, do I know Sloth first or before before I know you in person? I think we met in person first. Ah, uh, should the workshop right? Yeah, should the workshop. So thanks to uh, the Freya Films workshop. Uh, if you don't know, he held it. I think two months ago. I think three months ago. Yeah, yeah. Right after circuit breaker. Yeah, it's supposed to be right before circuit breaker, like March. But then because of COVID, then a lot of restrictions, and now we weren't able to have the class. But luckily, we resumed just that for like one day. I think that was quite fruitful, lah. Like yeah. you know, there was a lot of tips between like business, how to actually run a wedding business, and. When and how you should plan your business, like you can, you could, you can do well at the very start because you have a lot of energy. But towards the end, when you are reaching your forties, what should be prepared? I think that part was an eye opener because a lot of people when they go into the wedding industry, they don't, they don't think that far. Yeah. Then they always think about like two years, three years later. But by, by the time they start thinking and start planning, they are already late thirties. Yeah, and might not have the same energy level as they had when they were in the late twenties or the early thirties. Yeah. And even now, I can feel like my body is just like every every after like uh, those ad actual day, I feel like my soul has been like drained. Yeah, there's a lot of energy that is like running, especially when the same day I did. Uh, fellow editors or video editors that are watching this would understand our pain. Believe you also feel the same yeah. way. The energy level and the the recovery is not as good as last time. Yeah, it's like no, it's not just like rest. I feel like it takes a few days just to shake it off. And if you are watching it right now during the wedding season, you know, it's always back to back. Usually this Saturday, then the following Saturday. It's always been like that, and it's always clustered in the same period of time, uh, end of the year and the start of the year. Then maybe in the mid a little bit. Then, but luckily we have like. Seven month and the stuff like that to kind of gap it lah. So yeah. not too bad, not too bad. So um, main thing here today is like 
I want to introduce you guys to him because uh, Selva has been really good and amazing with his videos. Thank you, thank you. I got hooked uh, with the videos that he posted every single time that now I'm like super fanboy over him. Like I, I, I saw, I, I knew him already then I got to follow his, uh, you know, his channel. I got to know his Instagram and start to post. Very unique style. And if you notice, I have been inviting guests with like different unique styles. Like, like you know, the previous one you get to watch was uh, bottle, bo- uh, bottle brush films. Oh, they are a mouthful to say. Uh, there are Australian couples that you know uh, have a very unique way of editing. Uh, the guy shoots and the girl edits. A couple team, but then uh, the uh, Grace is never on site. That means when she's editing, she's never on site to shoot. His end up is. Uh, Andrew get to shoot Then they'll bring back Then she will actually You know Formulate the whole style mm. And that's a very unique uh, Way of Crafting the message And I believe you Also have your own style And which I'm gonna Dig it out From <laughs> you And find out exactly Your thought process Because um, I would say You are the one of the more Unique ones in In Singapore I Don't see a replica Even if there is Similar style I feel that they are more of the photo side. It feels like you you kind of pluck the photo elements and make it into a reel. You know, when it, it comes out very filmish. And I think not just about you changing from digital to film, but it also adds a few elements that are just out of this world. Like, I think I really had to dig out the creative process from you. So okay. maybe you can like uh, introduce yourself first, like how, how you got started, uh, why you call yourself sloth. I believe there's, there must be a story to it and yeah and your thinking process okay so hi everybody uh, so first of all thanks thanks for a flattering introduction Yen Chong uh, <laughs> so it's just very flattered that our works always get appreciated especially from creatives like yourselves and then um, so yeah I've been uh, in soft creatives for almost 8 years so uh, we started out when I when I first started out doing videos I was primarily just like I think a majority of people just a uh, fan of uh, movies, fan of uh, films, fan of uh, music, music videos, just fan of uh, moving images la. So I bought, like I bought my first camera, and I self taught, I self taught myself before going for my Japan trip. Uh, that was uh, almost eight years ago. Yeah, in Osaka. Then I remember. Uh, the reason why why I wanted to buy the camera because I saw this uh this particular movie called Lost in Translation. Mm. Yeah, so it's this romance movie. It's a bit of a doom romance movie. But after so after seeing that movie, I was like, wow! I, I didn't know, I didn't know uh Japan can be captured in such a filmic manner, such a such a delicate, such a very nice uh nice vibe la. So I got the camera. I went there. I shot, I shot uh I shot a short film as well over there. And then after I came back, I just wanted to just do more films, just do random films here and there. So my first wedding came when I was at 22 years old. My friend got married at 23 years old. So literally my first wedding was at Chams Ready. <laughs> wow. So yeah, me, and my, me, and, me, and, uh, me and one of my other friends. So we just, we just shot that wedding. So from there, the, the wedding journey started. Started on for maybe uh, maybe six years. But during that period of time, I was still working as a... I, was a, I had a full-time job. I was a... I was I was doing marketing for SME. I, I was in the health industry. Yeah, so I was doing content. I was doing I was doing practically everything lah. Just SME, 
and a lot of roles and a lot of meeting people. So I, so I, over there, I brushed out a lot of my communication skills. Yeah. So all in all, to cut a story short, uh, to where we are right now, Sloth Creatives is, uh, uh, like what you mentioned, the, the, way is, uh, the way we do is a little bit more energetic, very, very different from other people. It's very unique. Because uh, over here, we believe that, that the story is very important in mm. a way. Yeah. Yeah, am I? Am I? <laughs> yeah. I will flip my. I just ramble on and on. It's a bit. It's a bit messy. Ah, it's, so, good, it's good. It's good. So yeah. So after I quit my full time job, so back to the story of Slow Creative. So after I quit my full time job, I went to this full time for start start of this year, the COVID year. It's a bit weird time to go full time, but yeah. So this is what happened. So during the during this year, me and my team actually sat down and talked about the style of weddings you want to do, the 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 different techniques, the different storytelling methods. And how we interact with our clients, so yeah, so this is the the back the back story of uh, how Soul Creatives came together and how I got into the wedding industry, doing videos, and pictures. Also, so to answer the point of uh, answer the question of why sloth, because mm. cause it's very weird. I saw, I saw this Vice documentary online about about uh, psychedelics. It's a very weird one. It's a very stupid. It's a very <laughs> it's a very trippy. Uh, it's very trippy uh, documentary. It's about psychedelics. And some, some random guy was talking about how he was tripping in the woods and then he saw his spirit animal. Oh. Like he identified with this particular animal, particular with this, identic, ident, uh, this particular animal. So I thought to myself, like, what kind of animal am I, you know? <laughs> so so I, I always tell my friends, like, I drink a lot. I drink a lot. And then uh, when I was younger, I was a lot wilder so than now. But at the same time, I, I, I thought of myself as a very uh, f- a fully functioning drunk like I would say like a joke <laughs> like that like, like fully functioning drunk or fully functioning guy that is a bit slow but still functional so I thought sloth was very cute in a way so I thought I was thinking when I thought about sloth like that I started in my head like I had a thought process of the logo I had a thought process of the entire entire business uh, marketing and the business look of it so I thought it was kind of cute also uh, sloth I mean who wouldn't like a sloth so it's a stick yeah so I was I was uh, debating I was choosing between the creative sloth or sloth creative so most of my friends say the close sloth creative sounds more like an enterprise so we ran with sloth creatives uh, yeah, yeah but sloth creative is it purely a wedding brand or is it like a mixture of like you know purely creative works uh, yeah so right now we, we are doing we are focusing on weddings but at the same time we also do a lot of corporate corporate work mm. a lot of marketing work like we've done with restaurants we've done with uh, uh What's that? Uh, jewelry brands as well. We're done with small SME. I work as a okay I, as a freelancer. So I work with some some bigger names or some advertising agency. Yeah, under sloth creatives. But right now the team is primarily focused, and we are very trained on weddings. It's like there's a there's a set template already. There's a set working order. There's a set uh how you call it a SOP that we have for weddings already. So once the wedding's the wedding is a bit more stable, hopefully we can go into more creative stuff like editorials, editorials or mm. uh, corporate that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm. But one one side question for business lah, just a random one. Uh, how do you split between your corporate and your wedding with the same brand? Hmm. That's why. That's why. That's why I haven't came up like right now. Like Stop Creatives is the wedding. Like all the website and all the Instagram is all skewed towards wedding. So I in the future I have to create a page, I have to create a whole entire branding under the Sloth brand, under the Sloth Creatives brand, but still but still with the same strength of people. 
mm. the same talent but under a totally different brand mm. if that makes sense yeah. yeah because I had this issue before yeah uh, I find my corporate brand very hard to resonate with wedding couples yeah and I felt I, I feel that that was the instant gap between yeah. me and my couples that can resonate with us yeah uh, it's only when I remove the barrier yeah uh, that they can see through exactly what our brand was yeah that that was easier to connect at the very first instance when they see our brand yeah yeah because I have this struggle from last year until now then when we started heart to heart it was much easier to transcend that yeah that that, that feel uh. that's what I wanted to ask I was quite curious yeah I think yeah. it's important because last time also we used to have all our works on to one website like softcrazies.com then everything was over there corporate whatever uh, even my blogs also over there like my travel my travel vlogs so it was, it was a bit messy then I, I was I would imagine as a client if I go to my website and then I see so many other stuff it, it's very distracting so I thought okay like just let's keep it soft creative first like weddings wedding related stuff so once we build up the wedding brand and we can move on we see whether we have the team and the resources to open up a different different brand for for those kind of works okay I think that was a good segue but yeah now come back to the original uh, topic I would say like maybe paint us a picture of because since you're a creative right <laughs> you could paint us a picture of your style for sloth like a painting picture any or any kind open-ended question any yeah. kind I'll let you have okay, a few um, Yeah, so okay, I always have this kind of, I always have this uh, analogy or philosophy when it comes to uh, relationships. Like I always, I always think that people that really interest me or like when I see couples, right, like because dynamics, you know, two different dynamics. Then I feel like one dynamic will complement the other. So like, I always have this saying, uh, like it's like when you discover a new color or when you discover a new set of sense that you never, or discover a new emotion that you never thought you had. So if I would describe my style as a painting is a, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a trippy one. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. maybe it's a little bit trippy. It's a never, it's a never ending, it's a never ending, artwork. I think. Mm. Yeah, it's a never ending artwork. It's I'm always I'm always, uh, it's like I'm mixing two colors and then I get a different color and then I'm using that color to maybe mix with another color I get a different color. Yeah, so I enjoy. Uh, I would say me and my guys would enjoy this process. Uh, we use we utilize something like like this process because it's uh it's fun in a in a way, it's surprising, also, and you know, it, when we get a new color that we really like, we sometimes we use it and then sometimes we evolve that color also. So I would say something like that. Wow, yeah. that's a very detailed painting. Usually, <laughs> <Thank you>. <laughs> my, <laughs> usually the the people that we interview, we go through this process. Uh, they can't give me a very definite one. I would say like they they struggle a bit, but you manage to kind of add an imagery out of it, like a very detailed, very vivid kind. Where I when you are speaking, I actually can see <laughs> what exactly you are trying to mix. Yeah. And I do see the colors there. What is your thinking process? You know, with your couples, if they get you on an actual day, uh, if they if they getting you through uh like a pre wed. Uh, what will you do with them to, to, to discover the process with them? So I don't know if you know of this guy called uh, Anthony Bodin. Yes. I yeah, the guy who, the, the this traveler who's very eloquent, he was a chef. He passed then, away, right? Yeah, he passed away a few years ago. Yeah. Very tragic. So he was one of my idols. And then every time, uh, I'm a huge fan of his documentaries as well. So last time when I was younger, I always, I watched almost all of his stuff. 
like a cook store, uh, parts unknown, and the layover. Everything he does, I will watch lah. So every time I see his subjects that he interview with, right, they're all very natural in front of camera. They're all extremely natural in front of camera. Even the people in Singapore, even the people in Asia, because Asia sometimes you stick a camera in their faces, they are not that natural as yep. opposed to in New York, like say New York or LA. Like even the street vendors, you stick a thing to the camera, they are they are hundred percent them already. They are very, they are very vibrant. They are very colorful. So I thought like. How can this guy like bring out like normal day everybody you know? I think another one I can mention also is I think our grandfather story you know the local. Yep. The way they bring out like everyday stories of the people next door that stories that people overlook one, they manage to bring to light into a way that is so interesting. I thought it was very interesting. Then after that I I dug deeper I went into like his production process. So apparently before the filming begins. He will sit down with all his guests, and then they will have a drinking session. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So for me, it's very simple. Is I was our, so I utilize basically his methodology or his philosophy to it. Is I sit down to chill with my clients first. I don't even. I mean, I whenever we, we they come to me. I sometimes. I mean, I definitely do pitch. I pitch very strongly also, because whenever I pitch very strongly is because I have a certain, we want to stick with our creative direction. Yeah. Mm, okay, yeah. Okay. Most of the time is the creative direction comes from us, but the story comes from them. You, you understand? Yeah. yeah. So they, I want them to fully like trust me first. Yeah, fully trust me, and then uh, like, like my song choice, everything like everything from the way I shoot, the locations I pick, they would they would give me their trust. So after that, I get I I vibe with them really more or less. They will show their real self, and when individuals show their real self is. Is is very easy to it makes our job very a lot easier already, I feel, yeah. Mm, so yeah. so do you think this is a very crucial process for your creation? Uh, yeah yeah it's a very crucial process and we only started this year only yeah that's why even though we've been shooting with this for so long like this methodology has only been instilled this year, yeah and we try our best to 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 use this methodology like because it it works, our clients yeah. yeah on our, that's why you see in our videos, most of our clients are just having fun, just being themselves. I know. Yeah, that's and I think thing. that is the 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 four four barrier that is very difficult to break, for everybody lah. Yeah, yeah, I think we are talking about emotional subject, emotional story. Yeah. Uh, and you ask how to be authentic. I guess this is one of those ways where, yeah. you really have to be transparent with the creator, whoever yeah. that is creating. And yeah, it, it does happen on our end too. I do agree that part because um, I feel very strongly of the pre, uh, pre-production sessions. Uh, but my this methodology, I think I will only use it for weddings or like you know, uh, romance stories or authentic stories. Corporate, I don't really get to use it. Do you ever practice no. that for corporate? No. It's corporate more professional. Right? Yeah, it's just like okay, this is the project brief. Gonna yeah. shoot there. We're just gonna do Correct. the recce. Then we're just gonna do the production. Fair enough. Yeah, for a wedding, it's very, um, it's a very unique space where your couples don't really question what you do. Mm-hmm. And usually, once they hire you and they trust your your direction, they most likely they just gonna stick to that and yeah. they will fully embrace. If they really truly embrace, it really makes our job much much easier. And I just feel like. Um, Sometimes I feel like you know, no matter how hard you want to drive that kind of belief, uh, there will always be couples that, uh, might not fully, 
jump mm. on board. Yeah. How do you like uh, rectify? Even okay, even even if they sign with you, yeah. But if they are still not fully on board, um, if a scenario like this comes out, hmm, I mean, both long. I mean, yes, if they are not on board, then we we go with what they want, We go with what they because end of the day also they are paying customer. Like, but do do you provide like the revision thing like? Uh, oh them. yeah We do We do have revisions But uh, More or less We never really change that much Out of the I know right Yeah I think that's the interesting thing about Our job As a wedding creative Like You You could paint your stuff Like your own direction Into the 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 situation And you do allow Revisions But I Even for us We never Really had any Couple say like Oh no Only you change this Or remove that yeah, yeah. The chances are very very low To the point that I feel like It's almost non-existent yeah. Like once they hire you They more or less there But there are always These few couples That are more like Want to have control Or you know like yeah. they, they, they feel like They are going to a supermarket And buy You know yeah. One equals to one They can't they, they feel like It's very hard to To throw the whole thing to us to let us run the mm. thing I think that part is the hardest to educate and set the expectation because I feel like setting set expectation to the couples is very 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 very, very important um, before you all sign the agreement because um, you can't recreate the whichever moment that they have allow you to shoot mm. and if there is something that you are not uh, they, are, they are not clear uh, be it in the Contracts or the agreement or the even the creative directions, uh, do spend some time to really walk through with them and be open with them, and that's where you uh, have the most result. Yeah, I think that is that's that's truly truly important. Mm. If you could have changed one thing for your business, for your wedding business, what would it be and why? Hmm. If I could change one thing, it's it is to be mm, more daring from the start, lah. I would say maybe I wouldn't change anything because I think like the everything like happened led to where we are today. Go or bad, lah. Go or bad. Even though even though it's uh as a balance of good and bad, but I would say if I could change, it's more or less the mindset, lah. I think the mindset of me and my guys is we should be a little bit more daring, push ourselves a little bit more harder from the start from the get-go already even when we were doing this full-time not wait until well, not wait until I become full-time already then I, I lead the charge with the guys yeah so I thought so I think if I could change something it's definitely my mindset yeah mm. just be more daring and if there is one tip for our fellow freelancers or like you know people that haven't jumped into full-time what would be your advice for them hmm I think my advice would be uh, I mean It's a bit hard to Put one feet Out the door And one feet inside So I guess If you really Really enjoy what you do And you really enjoy Like Doing Your passion Trying to turn your passion Into your job Then I think It's most important To just go do it Because at the end of the day Even if you are In a cushy job Or you're, even if you are In a very stable job There will still be struggles also But might as well You struggle with doing something That you like Oof, yeah, that is so true, Darren. I hope you are watching this right now. Who's Darren? <laughs> that's one of my friends. They are also a fellow creative. Mm, okay. Struggle with that mindset for ages. If you are watching or listening to this, I hope 
you can understand why I've been pushing you to go for it. Because he has a very amazing full-time job. Like, the money is good and everything. And he's going for family planning and stuff. I think that that in the financial sense makes sense. It's like, okay, if I'm going to have a family, I need a stable job. That kind of thing. But when he wants to jump to the creative side, you know, there's always this thing, like, I always advocate this. You can have all the freedom in the world as a freelancer or a full-time creative. The only freedom you can't have is your financial freedom. Because hmm. you'll never know when is your next sale. You'll never know yeah. when is your next like uh, bargain and when is your next like couple that's going to sign you. Yeah. And the only way is to let go of that mindset. And I feel like that's where you get true freedom. Like time, you can, you can have you can spend more time doing your sales and the marketing where you feel like, you know, when you have a full-time job, it's very hard for you to market your brand yeah. or going out to meet new people, shake new hands. Yeah. And I think that's the part where last time before when I have a full-time job, I have this struggle like, oh no, uh, the, the sales number is always this, you know, because I'm a very metric number. I'm a very metric person. The only way I can uh, let go of this is like, you know, through... My, my wife's support, like, she tell me, like, oh, it's okay, like, uh, you just need to focus one step at a time that you just have to let go and, I mean, provided they, they give me the blessing of, like, hey, just mm-hmm. let go of a full-time job, you know, we can navigate this through together. Yeah. And that family support and my friends encouraging is really put me where I am, right, right now, right now. Yeah. And I never look back, like, I actually started mine not not too long before you like I started like last year June mm. June or July and I always tell my wife like luckily I started half year before the COVID yeah yeah. so that's where I managed to pick up some speed before COVID struck yeah Yeah. but everybody got affected like, that is just across the board we whether you are in which industry is just gonna get hit so yeah lo, so you managed until now lo. so yeah I think just do it yeah, uh, you are like the seventh guest that say just do it, but in a different context. <laughs> I think in a practical, more practical sense is maybe give yourself a time frame. It's like okay, give yourself like one year or maybe one and a half years to really do it because uh, it's almost impossible. It's not almost impossible, but it's a lot more difficult once you once you hit your late thirties or mid thirties. So because end of the day, you can always go back to get a job. I mean, definitely not the same job, but at least you you took a swing. Anyway, if you miss. Like even if you miss if you miss uh, but at least you took a string took a swing, you understand? I yeah, feel. yeah. It's, it's like, like if I if YOLO. I don't if you don't do or like me and you if we like five years down the road, if you are if we didn't even try, then we will look back and say like what if I try? Yeah, but even if you try and fail, at least it's still it's Some at least we tr- yeah, at least we try, but yeah. Yeah, there's no what like, if uh. No, and I feel like there is the you 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 gain a lot more not just about the money side. Yeah, yeah. You gain the relationships, you gain the experience, you yeah. gain the you know, vendors that, that give you the trust, clients that give you the trust. And I think if you have done good work, your work will stand out for you and like yeah. people will remember you for whatever things that you have done for their projects or their campaigns. And I think that part sticks. Yeah. So one thing I think the 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 uh, uh, amongst all of these I think the most Dangerous mindset I had last time was The reason why I never really put 100% into What I do Is because I At the back of my head I'm thinking I just part time only ma. Like I have full time job ma, Anyway you know My full time job Paying X amount of money Which my full time job Also was paying a lot That's why I stayed there For so long 
and then this wedding thing is part time only. Well, I see everybody progressing. Then my company is still like, you know, then at the back of my head, I never mind. I still got full time job, you know. So this that that mindset, I think, was the the most dangerous. Not dangerous, but like the most toxic. Uh. A bit toxic, but in a way, you know, it's just I don't I just not like a lot of my friends ask me, uh, why why you why why you leave the job all that kind of thing. I say if I don't leave the job, I never know. I literally never know how high I can fly with this company. So at least I try first. My even if I hit seventy percent, or even I hit eighty percent of my expectation, at least I did try. You know what I'm saying? Mm, yeah. Mm, mm. Uh, I think I will flash your video at this part of time, just the the one with the picnic one. Okay. okay. Uh, explain to me that whole process of how you did that, because that was something that. That that was the most memorable one, like out of all the things that I've watched. When I watched that, I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> so like, how how okay from maybe start from the start. Like, how do you like pitch the idea to them, and like how how did the couple feel that day when they're shooting this, and what was the end result? Was there any like technical hiccup, no things like that throughout the whole thing? Okay. Um. So to to break down the picnic. Okay. So the video is called the uh the picnic. And then the the sub the subtitle is uh, our our sandwich a multi layer love story, yeah. So I got actually before I met a client, I kind of had a picnic concept in my head already, mm. yeah. So I I I saw an MV a Korean MV, so I'm a huge fan of Korean indie la, and some of the I really like like Korean indie music, and I saw this MV where they film they film a picnic. They, it wasn't really a picnic or so. It was just very arts. Very art artsy one. It's a very avant-garde kind of video. So like like you know a tuna, then they they roll open a tuna, then they roll open. Apparently inside is fire. Oh. You know it's very it's very cute one. So they put down and it's not even real food. It's like props. It's like very weird props. And they put down something like put down the plate. Then the plate is like on the plate is this very weird texture thing. So I thought to myself like, they then they shot a lot of they shot a lot of the composition close up. So like white the white white shot was okay. Imagine a band playing. Like in a studio, it wasn't even outdoor. In a studio with proper light, so they like put a lot of props out and props up, like clouds la, like white white sky, a eh, blue sky, and then they put like uh, this avant-garde picnic on the on the on the floor. So the white shot will be the band playing, and then the close-up shot will be the picnic. So I in a way also when I listen to Korean indie music, right, I don't even know what they're singing about. So, so sometimes <laughs> sometimes I listen, then sometimes I make the in- interpretation in my head. Like I have my own interpretation. Mm-hmm. It's like like their own context I just feed into my head la. so I got inspired by by that particular video I was like eh I, th- I thought it was very cool eh. it's like some, the, the compositions they use the way they the way they I, I, okay la, back to the they, I don't know what they were singing so I had this own idea in my head so I thought this idea I want to use on a picnic so when somebody came to me like with a picnic idea I was like okay let's let's run with it already it's like I want this picnic uh, this picnic story to have Layers mm. Because of how they shot it. it It come to me as layers So I thought uh, So I listened to the couple story I met the couple uh, So I listened to the couple story And then uh, Back and forth Back and forth They said they had this picnic When they were in Europe Last time Newcastle They had this uh, very Wonderful picnic It was a It was a very potent memory Of theirs, theirs la. Then after they say they, they they usually do this sandwich Together So I thought Okay la, let's do sandwich because sandwich is has layers, ma. There's 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 the bread and there's the there's the filling, there's the 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 jam which I. So we broke it up into four different steps. Is choosing the right one is the first one is the the bread, the base, then the second one is the, pairing the right fillings, 
Then third one is don't forget sweetness. Then fourth one is uh, make it pretty, miss the presentation and all. So when we break it down, break out. So we break down the the sandwich into layers, really, right? It sounds like a love story. Mm. Yeah, it sounds like a love story, really. So so this was the idea, lor. So very lucky we got a lot of my clients. They 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 are very indi- individualistic persons. Like how to say, uh, they have very strong personalities. Yeah, it's like I don't know whether you remember this video, the 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 car chase one. And not mm. really car chase. The the one in the car they go chase the fireworks. The one. You you film at the airport, the runway outside, huh? With the car. Yeah, then got fireworks on. Uh, I don't know, uh, you know uh, that uh. one. So that one, that guy is in love with his car. One, they like, you know, he wants to show the car. Then got another clients. They want to show this. They want to show that. Then got some clients. They like, oh, this is what I'm very into, you know. Then lo and behold, this picnic couple, the female, the girl, she's very into tableware, oh, and she's very into perfect. props. And I was like, wow, this is this couple. Is 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 perfect for this concept, lah. So I I told them about this concept, and they were very open about it. So everything turned out very nicely, and we, sh- you know, just very nice, lah. Just a very nice experience. So the hiccup, the technical hiccup was props. So we got all the props already. So outside also we pro- we provide our props also. Like we just added more props, lah. Do you buy? No, we didn't buy. So I like actually in a lot of videos, right? In a lot of my videos, in a lot of soft creative videos, there's a lot of recurring props. Like Ooh, the kaleidoscope, that, like yeah, the no. books, like uh, yeah, like the books and the kaleidoscope. These two appear in like three, four videos already. We always use these few props for our clients one, so we just brought it again. So we had a set of prop list. They had a set of prop list. So we prepared everything already. We we seven a.m. We went to East Coast Park, and then it started raining. Yeah, it started oh, raining. Sucks. Yeah, then we they had everything. They had all the food prepared already. We had all the props also. Then my guys were also over there. Then she got her sister to come down as well. So we just waiting over there in the rain. That's very sad lah. Then after that we went back. Then I said like in we we postponing again. So we went back. Then after that, uh, went back to sleep lah. Because everybody woke up too early ready to prepare. Then after that, the sun came out at around four, three four o'clock. Then we're like, okay, let's go. Let's go down and shoot. So we shot the sunset, which turned out a lot better than the sunrise. I think would would, would be a lot was a wiser choice, was a blessing in disguise also. Yeah. So yeah, that was the only technical hiccup. Uh. Apart from that, yeah, that that that's about it. This is the entire creative so process. So how how was the like how long do you take to form the whole video, like the finalized one? Uh, actually I did quite fast, <laughs> weirdly enough. One, two days we done already. <gasps> yeah, it's the is uh, waiting for the film to process that's, that's the longest but apart from that I, I oh uh, maybe I would say a week lah I'll just give you a week because sometimes I never I never edit a video like fully I'll get I'll get fatigued so I was close the project a bit, right? yeah close, close the project I'll open up another project to do so all in all I would say one week lah safely because I choose the, the right words I choose the the right fonts and everything like, I let it sit for a few days and I go back to the project again I'll say oh no maybe one week yeah oh, that's very fast but yeah. also because you you are in the process that like you kind of like like yeah. something that you are very fond of yeah you yeah. kind I of put priority to it like. actually, I straight away after the show I go back I straight away lay out the footage just to take a look already wow yeah, yeah. that's why I always post like 15 seconds previews on my IG story after every shoot because that's when I lay out then I just okay lah since I already lay out got the color already I just export 15 seconds business 101 guys yeah. if you want to have like especially for video creatives I always envy so I said try a bit. Yeah, I no, always envy like photographers where they have like thousands and thousands of photos in different areas of the wedding that they could post instantly 
uh, hashtag using Lightroom <laughs> that mm. they can just churn out on the same day and they can just like post forever technically if you got like three four couples in like two months you already have you can post like for the next two months already yeah. that's ready to go but mm. for video creatives a bit a bit tedious lah you yeah. know sometimes you don't have 15 seconds you still need to you know cut exclusively out from that particular video which by the way is not fully done yet you might just yeah. maybe find the best parts and just stitch it and still must render it then must airdrop to your bloody phone then yeah, correct, post it right correct. I think the process I think everybody in the video world should understand and I think that's a pain unless we are doing same thing I did that's something that we can just post instantly that I just did just now uh, that you don't have to think too much you can just like pop 15 seconds and uh, talking about business 101 I think one good way is post something that is lukewarm like already that is in the moment immediately after the event or something because that will gain traction quite fast lah. that's something that I found that is very helpful because uh, maybe the hashtag that the couples are using are still quite hot like mm. it's still in the moment but if you wait too long to post it you might lose steam and you might not gain traction lah. So that's just the business thing that I suddenly thought of when I'm talking about uh, content posting. Okay, so the next question I'll ask is like, uh, since it took about one week to edit, then how uh, how do you get the couple to watch the film and do you see their reaction? Oh, I th- usually we just send over via job blocks. Eh. Oh. We never see their reaction. Yeah, maybe that's one thing I think we should. You should, you should, you should. How, how do you see reactions? I will get them to my place. Oh, then uh, we'll okay, have okay. like a popcorn session. Oh, nice, nice, and just nice. tell them, hey, what drinks do you want? We go down to the mama shop and buy. Then they can just watch in our space. Because I feel, uh, like photos you can't really do there. Maybe you can do just slideshows and something that yeah. can be easily done. But I feel like, you know, sometimes when we do film and you know, you, your pre-wedding, like, you know, like you ask them so much stuff, you went through so much, you even like, have a drink with them and stuff like that. But I just feel like, you know, you do so much already and actual day, you know, they are on like the crescendo, the highest point. Yeah. And when you've done the film and you just send them the link and the thumb drive, I just feel like I cannot close the account knowing that I did that to the couple. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know whether you feel the same way. It just felt like anti-climax, you know. Yeah. We've done so much. And when you have such good ideas with your films, then when you want to show them, I... I will be very excited to see my couple's reaction when they watch That's it. true. Yeah, I'm, and I believe your work translate very well. Like, if you create it and see, and definitely the couples that sign you can resonate. I'm pretty sure, like 100%. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I will try, I will try this method. Maybe get bring a laptop out and show them. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that that, that part uh, has a pro- proper closure with, yeah. your, with your couples. La. And, That's wow. true. I can't wait for your next film. What, 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 what is your next title? Film title? Coming soon. <laughs> Weirdly enough, you will say coming soon because we just shot a movie trailer, like style movie, movie style uh, at a projector. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That the part, movie right? one. Yeah. But that one, oh. hopefully, I don't think... Okay, so the next one is... Another one is... Uh, I haven't got a title for that one yet because I haven't sat down to... I edit, I'm editing halfway already but I haven't haven't gone to the copywriting part yet so every yeah. ti- every couple's story there is a title yeah cool yeah, there's a title cool. and then uh, and then I write the copywriting sometimes the words rhymes uh, and then it sounds like poetry but it's just it's just <laughs> it's just because it's easier to write it that way yeah nice. it flows easier yeah so every couple will get that 
for pre-weddings, uh, pre-weddings. Because pre-weddings, we have a lot more time with the couple. We can conceptualize a lot more, a lot, a lot know, better right? things. Yeah. And do you feel that you connect better with couples that did pre-wed? Yeah, of course, of course. Like if okay, if, if, that would be the best if you can get the pre-wed and the actual wedding. Yeah. Then you feel like the final film actually is more. Yeah. It's more organic. It's like. Yeah. I always, I always tell my clients, do your can share, might as well, right? <laughs> I also got feeling already. It's like a relationship, guys. Yeah. When we build all this relationship, it really means something to the creator. I'm 100% sure, like, after you said that, I feel like, yeah, I'm not the only one that feel that way. I feel that every time a couple's wedding is done, yeah. I just felt like it's like a divorce, but it's a happy <laughs> one. Like, you see, oh, they finally got together and the, like, the love story is formed. And especially, okay, I, still not a divorce after the wedding is done. It's only when I pass the time drive and like the video and everything, and maybe they tear, I don't know. Some couples might watch the pre-wed or their wedding day and they will cry. That, that is like mission accomplished for us. Because who, uh, whatever we do is only for the two of them, like the couple. Mm. And on the day, we are serving them and if they really love the film, technically we don't really care about how the world feels about it. Yeah. It's really just about them. Yeah. And when if they can feel the love story is being told their way, then that is just good job well done lah. Yeah. Even if we have something to say with with our own film. You know, yeah. Sometimes we always have technical stuff that well, I know some colour grading might not be like as mm. perfect as we wanted, stuff like that. But I think the one way that I console myself is like, hey, they love it. So yeah. we don't really have to be like a super perfectionist or like, oh I yeah. need it to be that way. Yeah. Something that I learned the hard way. <laughs> You know, there will be uh, times where we are, we are struggling with like, ah, oh, why well, I just can't get this particular audio right or mm. no, this particular visual, that kind of thing. Yeah, so, oh, I think you, you wrapped up very well. I can't wait for your the projector thing to come out. It's like, the moment I saw that, that 15 second trailer, I was like, oh my God, I need to ask him where the hell is this place. Because <laughs> it's like, I ever since you posted that, right, more and more people are going there. Yeah. Like around my Instagram sphere. Then yeah. I was like, wow, everybody's keep going there to watch movies. I'm like, I need to know where the hell is that place. And it's so vintage. Yeah. And you booked the whole place. The couple the couple booked it. And they're willing to pay for that. Yeah. My God. 500 bucks, by the way, if you don't know. It's ridiculous, but... It's 500, it's somewhere, like, some 500, is, I think it's still at a discounted price. And it's, it's not even the, the, it's not getting even them the, to yeah. shoot there. Oh, yeah. So it's like, it's just eliminate that. Okay, by the way, if you, don't, if you want to know, National Gallery charges 300 plus. Then the projector costs 500 So you can know like What are we getting So <laughs> it's just ridiculous But it's unique Projector doesn't really pop out In the wedding Pre-wedding yeah. So much So Yeah that's that So Thank you so much today For hey, joining Don't worry it's my pleasure I mean uh, It's been like Super Enjoyable Chatting To me it's just not work When I'm talking to people And exchanging ideas uh, if whoever that's watching right now or listening to me right now if you have any guests that you want me to invite do let me know uh, we are always hunting for new guests uh, to, to share about their creative journey and their business thoughts and ideas we are here to exchange ideas we are here to grow together and we are here to be creative as creative should be so this marks the end of the episode bye bye bye
Hey, so hope you enjoyed today's topic. And if you like today's content and you feel that it actually resonate with you, please subscribe to the podcast and give me a rating into a subscription. Uh, on if it's on Spotify, this do give us a five star. If you feel that it's really good, uh, if it's on Apple Music, there's also a rating system because the rating system is one of those ways that you could elevate the podcast uh, into a. Into the higher rankings of the podcast because uh, there's not really a lot of ways that you can boost this podcast. So the only way to show show support is to uh, rate this uh, highly so that it will be easier to be uh, explored by new listeners, and that will really, really, really help uh, this podcast to continue to survive too. So really, thank you again, and I will see you next time.